Welcome to Triumph and Disaster, a show dedicated to manly creativity and culture. Brought to you by your host, Cameron McHarg. Hey guys, how you doing? It's Cameron McHarg, and uh, we're back with another episode of Triumph and Disaster. This week's a little different in that I'm going to fly solo on this one for a little while. And uh, I might do this once in a while. I don't think I'll do it often, but... Once in a while, I'll do it whenever the uh, wild hair hits, as it did with this one, um, where I'm going to talk just a little bit about about creativity and about uh, the discipline of it and what it is and, and uh, writer's block and uh, whatever that concept is. And just about the mindset that you can have by doing daily work and by... Um, Whatever that may be. I don't give a shit if you're a woodworker, a photographer, a writer, whatever it may be. You know, I, I was thinking about a couple of the guests that I've had so far, like, uh, like the actor, Brian Larkin, and um, and then uh, the comic book artist, um, Tom Coker. Both of these guys work pretty much every day. Tom works every, he, he draws every day from like 6.30 in the morning till about 6 at night. Brian Larkin constantly works even when he was in his uh in the worst time when he wasn't working very much professionally he was just working on his own by himself bought a little camera and just would sit down and work get in front of it and work every day and so um so i'm gonna play a couple of clips and and read a few quotes from a few different people and and refer to you to a couple of things a couple different books and just talk a little bit about that and how i feel about that And so we'll start with this on writer's block. Get a lot written today? Yes. Hey, the weather forecast said it's going to snow tonight. What do you want me to do about it? Oh, come on, hon. Don't be so grouchy. I'm not being grouchy. I just want to finish my work. Okay, I understand. I'll come back later on with a couple of sandwiches for you, and maybe you'll let me read something then. Wendy, let me explain something to you. Whenever you come in here and interrupt me, you're breaking my concentration. You're distracting me. And it will then take me time to get back to where I was. Understand? Yeah. Fine. And we're going to make a new rule. Whenever I'm in here, you hear me typing. Whether you don't hear me typing, what the the fuck you hear me doing in here when I'm in here, that means that I am working. That means don't come in. How do you think you can handle that? Yeah. Fine. Why don't you start right now and get the fuck out of here?
So that was uh, obviously Jack Nicholson there in The Shining, a writer with writer's block and losing his shit. So I'll start with that. I actually, I don't believe in writer's block. I don't believe in it. I don't believe in it. I think there was a time when I did, but I don't believe in it. I think, okay, first reference here, and I'm going to refer to some older books. Maybe some of you guys have heard of these things. Maybe you haven't, but there's a book called The Artist's Way by Julia Cameron. came out, I think, probably like in the early 90s or mid-90s, something like that. And, you know, just to boil the whole thing down really quickly, there's a couple things that um, basically that it's all about. It's two things. One is to once a week sort of, uh, she calls it an artist date. And that means taking a diet, like some time a day just to basically go out and do something sort of indulgent and childlike and playful, whatever, whatever kind of thing that you like to do. For me, that would be like maybe going to a used bookstore. There's not very many of those around anymore, unfortunately, either. But when I read this book, I actually, I actually did it. I actually did everything all the exercises and everything that was in it, you know, I didn't just read through it. And so, so that's what I did. And actually it was very helpful for me, but that's what I did for mine personally. So that's just an example. Um, and then the other part of it and the most important part of it is, um, what she called morning pages, which is getting up. First thing you do every day, I would make coffee, but that was the only other thing I would do before I would do these things and write three pages nonstop three pages, three full pages, handwritten pages, pen, tablet, piece of paper, whatever. And, uh, and I did that and I did it for a long time. I probably did it for years and I still do it sometimes actually off and on. And it is really, really helpful. It's really helpful, man. It's, it's, uh, I think for several reasons. Um, but when I say I don't believe in writer's block and this is partly what I want to talk about, when it comes down to daily work, so the morning pages serve a couple purposes. One is it's sort of a discipline to sit your ass down and, and do something every day. And it is creative, but it, in a way it doesn't necessarily have to be. It's sort, of a, it's sort of a catharsis and it's sort of a meditation in a way. And I recommend you guys do this. Try this for, give it, give it, give it a good month. Give it four weeks. See if you can do this every single freaking day where you get up and write three pages. And if you run, you think you're not, you don't know what you're going to write. You're afraid, like, you know, I don't know what I'm going to say. Believe me, there's a lot of shit. <laughs> there's a lot of shit that you don't even know that's in you that you're going to say. And it, you can just say, I'm fucking, I'm fucking pissed off that I'm writing this. This is stupid. This is stupid. This is stupid. This is stupid. You can fill a page saying this is fucking stupid. I'm angry. Whatever comes up in your mind, you know, this is, you know, this is fucking ridiculous. I can't believe I'm doing this. This is a waste of time. If that's where it goes, let that let it go that way. I, I mean, you might have all kinds of other stuff coming out. You might a story might come out. I mean, who knows what might come out. Um, but this is sort of the all work and no play and make Jack a dull boy. <laughs> but you get it out, and you get it out of your system. You get anything out of your system if you just let it fucking rip, you know. And the shit that you get out of your system is the shit that gets in your way in your life and in creativity in your creativity. It's all this muck. It's all this stuff that you just sort of, you knock out and you're able to have some freedom, you know, and, and, and your mind can flow a little bit. And not only that, there's so many different aspects to this that are helpful. You can purge yourself of, if you have any frustrations or anger or anything else or anything else, you can purge yourself of this and you might not have even known that it was there. And you'll be surprised at 
the answers that you have already that you know without even knowing it. You could be frustrated, for example, you could see like, you know, as you're writing, you're writing all this out as I'm, as I'm speaking, you're writing this stuff and you're saying like, you know, I don't know, you know, how the fuck, how am I going to solve this? You know, what am I going to do with this? What's going to happen with this? And then without thinking, without censoring yourself, and this is the important part, this is the very important part, and this applies to anything in the creative world, whether you're an actor and you're improving or whatever the case may be, you don't censor it. And no one else is going to see this stuff. So, you know, you're not risk. you're not really at risk, but you just, you let the answers come, let the answers come and you'll be surprised at the wisdom in some of it, really. So really give this a shot. Probably some of you may have heard of this already and I'm going to uh, refer to a couple other things that you may have heard of, but maybe some of you haven't. So I'm going to talk to you about that. So I don't believe in writer's block. I just don't. I think, uh, I think you can do this sort of technique and it will free you up. And even if you don't accomplish anything, it's, it is accomplishing something. Um, which brings me to another book and another guy who I admire very much. His name is uh, Stephen Pressfield. He's an author. Uh, he's authored a lot of books, Gates of Fire, which was basically about the Battle of Thermopylae, which is uh, the whole 300 thing, the Spartans in Greece. He did this a long time before 300. And uh, Michael Mann was actually... Um, slated to make that movie at some point, but that's just never happened. But anyway, um, he's written quite a bit of, quite a few other novels. But maybe what he's most famous for is a book called The War of Art. Not The Art of War, The War of Art. And I've given this book away more than any other. I should have probably given it away like a, at least a half a dozen times to half a dozen people. And uh, it's become a little bit more popularized in the last few years. It's um, It's been around for a while, though. And... Uh, it's essentially, you know, it's about him. It's about what he calls resistance. It's about being a pro creatively in any creative endeavor, which basic, which to him means showing up every fucking day, showing up, showing up. And to him, that means literally putting on combat boots. <laughs> he makes his coffee every day and uh, he puts combat boots on, sits down and writes. And it's not about writing something genius necessarily. It's about the discipline of sitting the fuck down and doing it. He does it every day. And that's what he calls being a pro. And I agree with him. And, you know, this guy is, this is a guy who is, is a former Marine and he, and he kind of looks at it in, in sort of this classical kind of uh, Greek uh, stoic combative way in in a sense and uh it's not a self-help book that's in a you know in a in a gentle sort of a lovey-dovey self-help way it's 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 hardcore so i really recommend all of you guys to get this thing if you haven't already it's been around for a while but some people still haven't you know it hasn't crossed their path so it's called the war of art by stephen pressfield and uh you know if you just google stephen pressfield He's been around quite a few interviews, and you can you can read a lot of his stuff. And I will actually read you a few quotes from The War of Art. He also has a book called Do the Work, which I really highly recommend you read as well. But War of Art is what really sums it all up. So a couple things from War of Art. These are quotes. So one quote is, are you paralyzed with fear? That's a good sign. Fear is good. Like self-doubt, fear is an indicator. Fear tells us what we have to do. So remember one rule of thumb, the more scared we are of a work or calling, the more sure we can be that we have to do it. I'm going to jump back to uh, Stephen Pressfield again, but that reminds me of another quote by Vincent Van Gogh, who said, uh, 
if you hear a voice within you say you cannot paint, then by all means paint and that voice will be silenced, which I think is really fucking badass. So back to uh, Stephen Pressfield, some of his quotes from the war of art. If you find yourself asking and your friends, am I really a writer? And that applies to anything, any, any other art. Am I really a writer? Am I really an artist? Chances are you are the counterfeit innovator is wildly self-confident. The real one is scared to death which I really truly agree with. Another quote is, our job in this life is not to shape ourselves into some ideal we imagine we might be or ought to be, but to find out who we already are and become it. The most important thing about art is to work. Nothing else matters except sitting down every day and trying. So you can see, you can see what I'm talking about here. And I believe in it. And I believe this is, this is what this whole thing is all about. This is what I wanted to talk about today. And I need it for myself. You know, I'm not talking from, from fucking high and mighty pedestal here. Um, there was a time when I used to write a, a shit ton of poetry. And, you know, obviously, this is not something that I was making a living on. I actually did, um, I actually did publish a couple things back in the day, but I hardly made a time for it. But I did it for myself, you know. I, I did it out of a need. And, uh, you know, I'm going to play something before I talk about this a little bit more. And this is, um, this is a clip of Charles Bukowski talking about poetry and why he thought most uh most poets and artists were sissies and why he writes poetry so here's charles bukowski everybody was disgusted with poetry you know when i was a kid the poet is a sissy the poet the poet's nothing and it was true they were they are a lot of them not meaning being a sissy Uh, by sissy i mean they're missing the point you know like guys are, are, are fighting in the schoolyard and one guy gets a punch in the mouth and, and you're watching this. Uh, another guy gets his head pushed down in a fountain. He comes up with a mouthful of blood. These things are never explained, you know. The realities were never explained. Everything was hidden in poetry. The reason I kept writing was because, not because I was so good, but because they were so damn bad. Yeah. So that says a lot. That says a lot for me. I actually, um, I was introduced to Bukowski in my early 20s um, by my acting teacher, who, by the way, was, man, this guy, this guy, I I mean, I'm forever grateful to this guy. And and, um, I don't know if you've ever had a mentor or a teacher like this, but, you know, I, I almost... he basically saved my life i was i was so lost and this guy took me under his wing he saw that i was committed and had a little bit of something and uh and he took me under his wing and he he basically uh gave me scholarships and uh anyway he he mean he really he really made me he made me who i am today i had no idea who i was i remember him saying you got you have to know yourself you need to know yourself and i just remember thinking no what do you mean know myself who the I'm fucking, I mean, I'm Cameron. What the fuck is he talking about? But he, he really brought that out of me. There was so much in me that I didn't know it was there, and it was it was all because of him. But anyway, he he um, he introduced me to Bukowski, and uh, it's funny. Every a lot of a lot of guys have like a phase where they where they run into this guy. I, you know, just the other day I was I was um, working with this guy on this commercial set, and um, and he was talking about how when he was a kid he was like 15. He was invited by his big brother to go to some reading, some Bukowski reading. I think it was like Cal State, Northridge or Cal State somewhere. And he said, Bukowski showed up and 
actually did a poetry reading on the toilet like he was taking a shit he wasn't taking a shit but he literally whipped his pants down dropped his drawers and sat on a toilet and did a poetry reading anyway i digress um but bukowski was maybe the first maybe the only not the only not the only writer but i think the first writer and maybe artist in any in any capacity that i felt as a young guy was talking directly to me Hama and Rye was a novel that he wrote that really, really, really had an impact on me and struck me. And I ended up reading his stuff voraciously, voraciously. I had at least 15 of his books, novels and poetry books. And uh, yeah, he had a he had a big impact on me. And I think still, still does. But what he says really rings true to me even today. Um, but anyway, what made me talk about him was, uh, so there was a time uh a good long time in my 20s where i was writing a poem you know poems several poems every day i mean at least at least two or three every single day and this is with the understanding that a lot of them were shit you know a lot of them sucked i actually dug up an old notebook of uh of my old stuff and some of it's good a lot of it's not a lot of it i'm not really sure maybe some people might think it is but i'm not so sure but that's not the point Hemingway famously said the first draft of anything is shit. The first draft of anything is shit. The the important thing is to realize that it's okay to suck, you know? It's okay to really shit the bed. It doesn't matter. It's all part of the discipline of creating something. You have to have the balls to suck or you'll be crippled. You have to fucking do it. And so there was a time when I was doing all this every day and uh and when i was studying acting with this guy his name was douglas dirksen by the way i need to give him a little shout out he's uh yeah he was amazing changed a lot of people's lives actually but um there was a you know a daily discipline in that too for me where i was doing all these you know these exercises or whatever and that would help bring out self-awareness or whatever but every day so i'd write these poems every day and in the process of doing that i began to kind of see the world a little differently Everywhere I went, I, I became more observant of life. I, I was I was much more raw. I was much more of a raw nerve. Things affected me more, and I, everything burned brighter and harder. You know, everything I saw was a little more vibrant. Everything affected me more. I felt I felt things a lot more. I would see stories in everything, and I do a lot of different things. And I don't, uh, you know, I don't mean professionally, but I, I, uh, you know, I'm a photographer not by trade like i said i'm not professional but i do it a lot and you know in recent times i do it you know more and more rarely and same thing with writing poetry it's like i'm waiting to feel the need but that's not enough you know but it's not it doesn't it doesn't bring this shift that i was talking about where um you begin to see the world a little bit differently when i wrote every day i would see the world a little differently things would begin to affect me more and it would turn into sort of an, this upward spiral in uh in creativity and, and in a certain sensitivity and awareness and the same thing uh when i have a camera in my hand you know if i don't do it for a while i, I get side blinders on i become a little bit i become a little bit numb i don't notice things as much i don't feel things as much and if I if I have the discipline where I take a camera with me, I don't give a shit where I'm going. You can go to the dentist's office, but I have it. If I have it with me, then my eyes are going to be open, and I'm going to see stories everywhere. I'm going to see things, and I'm going to end up probably pulling over and catching things a little more. But the point is, is the daily discipline of of doing this every day, or or taking the camera with you every day, or 
I don't know, maybe maybe you're building a fucking rocking chair in your garage or you just sand something every day, whatever the fuck you do, whatever it is, every day. At least have this, this, this sort of shift in your mind, this different awareness where it changes your life, you know? You, it, it changes your art and it changes your life. So there's an importance to this. And, you know, I've just been winging it here. Uh, I've been meaning to play a couple other things and read some other quotes. There was something by Stephen King I remember I wanted to read where he said, you know, if you wanted to be a writer, you have to do two things above all others. You need to read a lot and write a lot. There's no way around those two things that I'm aware of. No shortcut. That was from a book that he wrote called um, On Writing, On Writing by Stephen King. So whether you're a fan of his or not, it doesn't matter. And it doesn't even have to be necessarily applied to writing. It's the same daily discipline. So I'll just I'm going to go back and review again. So On Writing by Stephen King. Check that one out. The War, or, or I'm sorry, War of Art, The War of Art by Stephen Pressfield, Do the Work by Stephen Pressfield, and The Artist's Way by Julia Cameron. So I encourage you to check all these out, particularly War of Art and On Writing is another one, War of Art number one for sure. Everything that Stephen Pressfield said was, don't prepare, begin. So you just got to fucking do it. You have to f just fucking do it. If you ever think that you're going to ever be ready to do something, it's just never going to happen. It's never going to happen. So just do it. And this, you know, it, again, this isn't about, it doesn't mean, I'm not talking about people who are, you know, per, necessarily, although it could be professional, anything, professional, whatever, writers, photographers, whatever the case may be. Dude, if you're an artist, just make that shift, man. You got to make that shift. And put in that time every day and walk around, you know, with your camera in your car and even symbolically sort of have that shift in your mind where you're, you're aware every day. You're aware, you know, of everything around you, the stories that are around you. If you're a photographer or a writer or a director or whatever the case may be, if you're an actor, you're aware of, you know, how am I feeling right now? How am I feeling right now when I'm standing in the fucking elevator? What am I doing? Am I, you know, am I observing people? Am I observing life? Am I observing myself? So stay alive, you know? Again, this whole thing, you know, I think I said it in my introductory um, episode, is, you know, just to live with your eyes open, wide open, and to live with balls. And by that, I mean being alive and, and doing this stuff every day and, and walking around living really fucking living that's all anyway this is my first little go around solo hope you enjoy thanks for listening to triumphant disaster thanks guys <laughs>